Neither work style is better than the other. You must know what is optimal for you. Are you the head down marathoner or are you the sprinter? Just running a whole bunch of 100 meter sprints throughout the day. You need to know what your work style is and then you have to honor your work style. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Chris Harder Show, where today I am grateful for the weekend I just had. Matter of fact, specifically the Sunday I just had. Like, this may not sound very fun to you, but we had a Packer football game where I got to have my mom over, my brother over, a couple friends over, and to be able to watch the last Packer game of the season, win and you're in the playoffs, which of course they did win, and to be able to do that with family, like that's all you need sometimes. Just some great, meaningful times like that. And if you're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I start all my episodes with gratitude if you're new to the show, because I really believe that what you don't stop to take inventory of, you might as well not even have it all anyways. And when you come from a place of gratitude, when you build this gratitude muscle, it's amazing how abundant everything else gets. It's amazing how everything else you want seems to come into your life. So that's why I start these episodes with whatever I am randomly grateful for. And I love when you guys DM me out of the blue, when you guys text me and tell me what you're grateful for as well. It shows me you're listening to the show and I just love to know what's going on in your guys' lives. All right, so speaking of lives, I'm in a season right now. I am in a season, but I'm freaking loving it. And I was talking to Lori, I'm like, how is this possible? How am I in the busiest season of my life? Basically working two full-time jobs. One, bringing Frello to the marketplace, right? The friendlier loan, peer-to-peer lending app. By the way, we are perfectly on pace and that thing is a juggernaut. I can't wait for you guys to see that. And then the second time, full-time job, doing things like this, the podcast, keeping up the personal brand, having the clients, all those things. Well, we dissected it a little bit and we realized it's because I've done a great job of really dialing in how to navigate a busy season and still love my life. But it's been a work in progress. And I kind of broke it down into a few things that you can do too that I wish somebody would have shared with me kind of in this order a little while back. The truth is this. If you are afraid to maybe go after your big dreams because you're afraid of what if it actually works and you're too busy, you don't have time for friends, you don't have time for family. I assure you, I have plenty of time for the friends and the family that I want to be with right now. And what if you're already in that season? What if you're like, this sucks. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris, but I'm in that season. I'm going after my dreams. I've never been busier times 10 and it sucks, well, then hopefully this episode helps you repair that because it doesn't have to feel bad. It doesn't have to be stressful. You'll have stressful days, but the season doesn't have to be a stressful season. Using myself as an example, right? I'm having more fun right now 
at the same time as being the busiest I've ever been. How's that possible? I'm about to share how that's possible. The truth is the real key to dialing all this in is to know how and when you're going to spend your time and have a real plan around it. So here's the plan. Here's some tips on how to navigate your busy season and still love your life day in and day out. Now, you have to start with the premise. The premise is that I believe you need to get real sick and tired of being sick and tired. Meaning you got to be tired from treading water all the time. You got to be tired of not moving the needle, right? You've been trying hard, but the needle's not moving. Or you got to be sick of seeing everybody around you do what you want to do or live how you want to live. And damn it, when's it your turn? You have to get so sick and tired of being sick and tired that you finally say enough is enough to yourself. And you have to mean it when you say it. And you have to mean it so much that right there on the spot, you take that first step. And that first step is to make a true commitment to yourself that you are once and for all going to adopt this plan and take control of your time and take your happiness back because you can have it all when properly managed. The first step that you have to do is this. And I've talked about this for years. You have to establish your protected time. You have to establish your protected time. Now, your protected time is basically when nobody can get a hold of you, unless it's like immediate friends or sorry, immediate family or your most important friends or your spouse or your kids. Nobody can get a hold of you during your protected time. You can call them back later. You can text them back later. You set your meetings for outside of your protected time. Your protected time is when you protect the sanctity of you filling your cup first so that you're pouring from a cup that is not dried out and resentful. Now, this year, and I've been doing this for years, this year, my protected time ends at 10 a.m. every single morning. Last year, it was 11 a.m. Sometimes you have to adjust your protected time for the season that you're in. Now, you might hear this and start laughing. You might be like, bro, 10 a.m., that must be nice. Or 10 a.m., that's not realistic. Or how can you start every day at 10 a.m. and still call this your busy season? Well, it's because I'm so dialed in with my schedule each day that I can get more done in seven straight sweaty hours than the average person can do in a 10 or 12 hour day. I really can't. It's a weird superpower. But I think you can do that too because I don't allow the swell. I don't allow the fluff in my work hours. And I think if you really got outside looking into your schedule, you'd realize there's a lot of swell and there's a lot of fluff in your actual work hours. You see a lot of inefficiency. Now, your protected time doesn't have to be like mine, where it's just all morning. Your protected time could be in the morning or it might be in the evening. It might be in the middle of the day. You might have like a sprint for four or five hours. Then you've got a couple hours to yourself in the middle of the day. And then you got a sprint for a few hours before you get home with the family. Or it might be a little bit of both. You might have a little protected time in the morning, but damn it, you are protecting it. And you might have a little protected time in the middle of the day or the evening, but damn it, you are protecting it and you are adhering to it. Protected time does not work if you do not protect it. Now, here's a caveat to that. There's going to be rare exceptions but you need to make sure that they are just that, the rare exception. So that's number one. You must establish your protected time and you must protect your protected time. I've done it for years and I've proven it can be done. Number two, you got to know your work style. Like me, for example, I'm a grinder. 
a marathoner. Once I start my day, I put my head down and I do not look up until the end of the day. I don't take a break other than to use the bathroom. I don't get distracted. I don't do anything but grind at a record speed for seven hours a day. But Lori, Lori's different. She's built different. She's a sprinter. She needs to sprint really fast for 90 minutes or so and then take a really good break and then focus again and sprint again and then take a really good break and sprint and break again. Now, this results in Lori maybe needing a slightly longer workday than me, or it might result in Lori needing a little bit more time to play catch up on the weekend than I do, but it doesn't make that style any worse. Neither work style is better than the other. You must know what is optimal for you. Are you the head down marathoner Or are you the sprinter just running a whole bunch of 100-meter sprints throughout the day? You need to know what your work style is, and then you have to honor your work style. This is so important because if you don't honor your work style, you're going to be woefully unhappy. If you don't honor your work style, you're going to feel burnt out and resentful. So know your work style and then honor it. Number three you got to get real good at compressing your calendar. Compressing your calendar, you may or may not have heard of this, is actually an exercise you have to do the week before. It's something you always have to be conscious of because stuff is going to land on your, your calendar, right? People are like, hey, can you be on my podcast next month? Sure, right now the calendar's open. Hey, can we have dinner next month? Sure, right now the calendar's open. Hey, I booked this meeting with you because I've got your Calendly link. Okay, great. I'm glad there was space for it. But just because stuff is going to fill in your calendar doesn't mean you just let it sit where it sits. It doesn't mean that you allow however long that appointment is to be that long. Here's what I do. I look at the following week of my calendar every Thursday or Friday prior to that week. And I compress everything that I can into the smallest containers possible. Let me repeat this. This is what you have to do. I look at the following week of my calendar every Thursday or Friday, the prior week, and I compress down to the smallest container, everything I can. I shorten meetings. I shorten commutes if I'm running to a meeting. I shorten phone calls. I do everything I can. For example, let's say I've got like three phone calls spread out weirdly throughout the day. I reschedule them to group them closer together. So I can be in that mindset. Okay, this is what I'm doing these calls. And then it leaves me more work day to do something else. I'm not always in that weird in between this call. I can't quite fit this project in, so I don't want to start it, right? That's what happens. So you got to compress those calls down to a call block. Or I might say, I don't know, let's say I've got something I said yes to a month ago and it no longer serves me. It no longer serves my goal. It's no longer mission critical. You know what I do? I cancel it. I ain't kidding. If two months ago I said, yeah, you know what? I'd love to have coffee with you. And now I see it coming up next week and it doesn't fit what's mission critical. No offense, I'm going to cancel our coffee. You cannot be afraid to cancel things that are no longer mission critical when you are in your busy season. If you're not in your busy season, if you're not building your one big audacious dream, then great, keep those things on there. But when you are in your true life-changing busy season, then you can no longer be afraid to cancel things that are not mission critical. As long as you do it with honesty, and sufficient notice, you have every right to cancel an old commitment. I work to compress my calendar so that I'm grouping together mindsets that I have to be in. 
like similar activities. Here's what I mean by this. If I am in Frello investor mode, I group those investor calls or investor meetings together. So once I'm in that mindset, I can stay in that mindset. There's no getting ready after each call. Or if I'm in content creation mode, like recording podcasts, writing and recording podcasts, I group that together so that I stay in creative mode. I'm not going from investor call mode to getting geared up for creation mode and then back to investor call mode. That wouldn't make sense. There's too much waste in those transitions. Or if I'm doing my coaching calls for my elite mastermind members, I group those calls together and I compress them when they're booked in a scattered manner due to my calendar link sometimes, right? So they get a calendar link and they get to book their their one-on-one calls with me. And when they do, sometimes they're a little bit scattered. So when I look at the week ahead, I'll reach out and I'll say, hey, can you move this call 30 minutes sooner? Can you move this call 20 minutes later, whatever? So that I can group them all together and be in that mindset. So I'm not switching from mindset to mindset. The key is to not have to bounce from unrelated task to unrelated task. It's too messy. It requires too much transition in your brain. You're likely burning hours and burning energy galore doing this. I'm sure you are. So compress your calendar. And then number four, you have to learn to only book things that are mission critical. Now to do this, you have to know what your missions are for this year. For example, my missions are number one, to be in great shape. Number two, to launch Frello to the freaking moon. And number three, to over deliver for my clients. That's it. So if there's not room for anything else, there's not room for anything else. If the occasional podcast appearance or speaking opportunity or shiny business event or or random introduction isn't related to moving the needle for one of my three mission critical missions, then it's an automatic no for me when I'm in busy season. And it needs to be an automatic no for you when you're in busy season. It's important to remember the difference between a good opportunity And a good opportunity for you right now are two very different things. Let me repeat that because when this clicks, it clicks. The difference between a good opportunity and a good opportunity for you right now are two different things. Now, these four steps, establish your protected time, know your work style and honor it, compress your calendar and have clarity on what your mission-critical missions are will allow you to enter into your era of absolutely smashing it, setting records, creating legacy wealth and income, and still leading a life that you love. Because at the end of the day, if you don't love life, then what the hell is it all for anyway? None of it, none of it is worth it if you're not enjoying the ride. And I'm always cheering you on. By the way, speaking of cheering you on, I want to do it in person. We have three, three dinner series seats left. February 1st, Scottsdale. You have to understand, every connection you wish you had, they're in this room. Every person that you want to collaborate with, maybe collaborate on social media or be on their podcast or vice versa, have podcasts, it's in this room. Every person you wish that would give you a shortcut or, or connect you to this other person, they're in this room. And we're going to spend an entire half day of doing intentional networking exercises. I call them creating collisions, especially if you're an introvert. You need to get your tail to this thing because we make it introvert safe. We create these very intentional collisions so that you get what you need out of these new connections. 
our network becomes your network by the end of the day. And then we go to the most dope, elegant dinner ever. And that's where we solidify these new connections. We do this three times throughout the year and you have to sign up for the whole year. And there's just three spots left at the table for this first dinner. So go check it out. Go to chrisharder.me forward slash dinner and grab one of those last spots. I ain't playing. This will change your life guaranteed. Go to chrisharder.me forward slash dinner. We're doing all the work. We're taking what'll take you three or four years to meet these people. What'll take you three or four years to form a network like this. And we're making it so that you can do it in an afternoon and a dinner. So go check it out. chrisharder.me forward slash dinner. And as always, thanks for listening. Love and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.